Neto Nation, I'm talking to you. It's time to rise up because we're doing a roster recap today. We're continuing that conversation, and we're looking at the shortstop position. And, of course, our shortstop is the one and only Zach Neto. And we're going to ask this question. Is he ready to begin 2024 as the starting shortstop? And what options do we have behind him? Because it doesn't feel like we have any options. And what do we have in the minor leagues? A lot to discuss. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Sirius XM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On Everydayer with us. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with John and I and be a part of the conversation in today's episodes brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every single day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, we're back to five days a week. We hope that you've been enjoying the roster recap. We've uh getting we're getting into short stops. We've got third base coming up. Uh, very exciting stuff the rest of this week, of course. But uh, I'm excited to talk shortstop. But before we get to that, we just want to say a, another big thank you to everybody who voted for us for the Sports Podcast Awards, making us the third best baseball podcast. How about that? Third best. Yes. I like, I like Bronze <laughs> all day long. Bronze, baby. That's, that's all we're looking for, right? We're continuing our roster recap today as the Halos prepare for 2024. We're going to take a look at the shortstop position, starting with Zach Neto. Then we're going to discuss who's going to start behind him, maybe fill in for him, both on the team and who's available in the minors. Mike, why don't you get us started with our guy, Zach Neto? Yeah, Neto wasn't on the uh, roster at this time last no. year. He was in double A, and he wasn't really somebody people were considering. He was a great name, but he wasn't somebody people were considering. What's What's that line from Seinfeld where... They say Kramer lives in a fantasy camp because he falls butt backwards in the money. And that's <laughs> yes. I, that's what I think of when I think of the fact that the Angels fell butt backwards into the fact that Zach mm. Neto is really good and was re really ready to play shortstop last year because they didn't have an answer, Mike. They didn't have yeah. an answer for shortstop last season coming into 2023. It was like you had all these choices, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, uh, Xander Bogarts, and, and they did nothing. And I know that they had Geo and, and whatnot, but right. man, just the fact that Neto came up and filled that role last year was a, a blessing for the yeah. Angels. Well, and he got called up because of defensive issues. The team was really struggling, and it felt almost like they were like, just just bring him up. Let's see what, yeah. we, what he can do. Bring right? him up? So, uh, let's go back to 2023 for a moment. Neto was 22 that season in 84 games, and uh, he played 84 games and uh, had 329 plate appearances. Here's his slash line, 225 batting average, 308 on base, 377 slugging and a 685 OPS with an 89 weighted runs created plus 100 is average. So that's where you want to see players at. He had a 1.1 war, 65 hits, Johnny, 17 doubles, nine home runs, 38 RBIs, stole five bases, 38 runs scored, walked 20 times, and he struck out 77 times. And John, the stat that not many people count, but with Zach Neto, you have to count it. He was hit by pitch 16 oh times last yes. year. 
That poor guy. 16. Good I know. Grief. Poor guy. Let's bubble wrap him up, right? Uh, in the uh, in the 55 games that Neto got into, 52 of them were at a, from as a starter from April 15th to June 14th. This was before he went to the IL. He actually had a really good start. 259 batting average, 338 on base. 431 slugging and a 769 OPS, 12 doubles, six home runs. Johnny, the Angels were 31 and 24 in the games that Neto played during that stretch. Mm -hmm. And then he he got hurt and, and then he returned and everybody was excited when he returned, but he, he really wasn't the same guy when he returned, right? Yeah, starting on July 14th when he came off that first IL stint, he struggled uh, before he went back on the IL on August 3rd. So from July 14th to August 3rd, he had a 180 batting average, 226 Ooh. on base, 340 slugging, and a 566 OPS. Finally, he came back on September 11th and he finished out the season with a 169 batting average, 286 on base, 262 slugging, and a 547 OPS. Mike, it, it feels like that, right? Just, just the eye test. I mean, I look at these numbers yeah. and I recall him really struggling when he came back. Now, the right. first IL stint was because of the oblique epidemic that was going around the <laughs> yeah. Angels at the time. Yeah. And that was a problem for a lot of the team. Is there a and vaccine his... for that? <laughs> let's, let's see if we can solve <laughs> right? that problem real quick, right? <laughs> get, your, get your Pfizer oblique injection, right? <laughs> uh, then his back was bothering him for the second IL stint. And you could tell uh, when he was on the field. Remember a couple of those games where, yeah. I mean, he's making diving plays and he throws it to first and then he's just in pain. You can tell that yeah. he's really struggling with moving out there. You don't want that with your 22-year-old 22, 22 no, 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 You don't want to see him grimacing, making plays like that. So perhaps it was just a, a, a measure of not quite being healthy enough to come back, but the Angels needed him. And I'm yep. sure Neto is a dog, and he wants to be out there as well. But here's the Fangraphs projections, Mike, for Zach Neto in 2024. 249 batting average, a 328 on base, 422 slugging, and a 750 OPS, they say he's going to create a weighted runs created plus of 105, 5% better than league average, and a 3.0 Fangraphs war. They think he's going to score 80 runs, 75 RBIs, get 44 walks, and strike out 140 times. Hmm. Should we be concerned about the way Neto finished the season after returning from the IL both times, or is the first 55 games that he played, is that a better picture of who he is? What do you think? I think that the first 55 games is a better picture of who he is. However, we have to consider injuries and we have to consider the fact that major league pitchers will catch up to you, right? They're going to figure yeah. you, you out. And so Neto is coming up and not playing in the majors and Having to do this for the very first time, he went from college to minors to majors real fast. It's the Angels' M.O., right? And so him struggling is not a surprise, but then you have the injury factor, and so it's mm -hmm. hard to make a, a really great um, statement about like who he really is. But I do think that what we saw when he first came up, the energy, the excitement, the guy that was going to swing at a good pitch, the guy was going to make contact, he was going to come through when you needed him to be somebody that comes through. I think that that's who he is because that's who he was in college. That's who he was in the minor leagues. He's yeah. somebody that is a talented shortstop offensively and defensively. And so I wouldn't get too caught up in the numbers afterwards because of the injury. I do think pitchers maybe started to figure him out a bit, but he's having to fight the oblique injury. He's having to fight the back injury. And then the Angels were just 
you know, flat out terrible. And so being able to play at top level when everybody around you is not playing at top level, that, that's hard to stay focused, especially with all the distractions the Angels had with Rendon and Otani and everything. Well, and when you consider the fact that when he came up, he was leading off in front of Shohei Otani and Mike yeah. Trout and yeah. Anthony Rendon. You and I have talked about this before. There are certain guys who, when you lose your Otanis and your Rendons and your Trouts, and then the lineup doesn't look that great, guys try to rise to the occasion. We saw that back in June of 2021 when David Fletcher went on that 26-game hit streak. He was yeah. like the hottest guy, the hottest hitter, or the, the hottest player on the team. And he did that because I think he was kind of rising to the occasion. But eventually that catches up with you and you're sure. not that guy. Yep. You're not, you can be that guy for a little bit. And perhaps Neto was pressing a lot when he came back from injury. Number one, because he wants to be better than his injury. But number two, he's a guy that they came to rely on because the fact is, is a lot of those guys are out of the lineup at that point. And so you really put a lot of pressure on yourself, I think, in yeah. those situations. Yeah. Mike, you mentioned Neto defensively at shortstop. Let me talk about him at that position last year. 711 and one-thirds innings over at shortstop. He had a 979 fielding percentage. 980 is about regular when yeah. it comes to a fielding percentage. He had a negative 1.8 ultimate zone rating. Now, don't freak out about that because that does put him ahead of guys like Trey Turner, Javi Baez, Tim Anderson, <laughs> Tim Anderson, uh, L and Ellie De La Cruz. Now, here's what I think is important. Three defensive runs saved. He had one run above average, which is a fielding run prevented, and one out above average. That ranks him for the 73rd percentile in all of Major League Baseball last year. Puts him in the same company as Carlos Correa, Ellie De La Cruz again, Corey Seager, Anthony Volpe, they all had one out above average. By the way, just for reference, Dansby Swanson, who a lot of people were like, don't sign Dansby, uh, 20 outs above average last oh, year. For, first in all of Major League Baseball. Homie had a season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, Neto's arm strength was 88.5 miles per hour on average. Yeah. That ranks him for 76 percentile in MLB. His fastest throw was 94.3 miles per hour. So, He's got some zip over there, and that's exciting to see something that you want out of your shortstop. By the way, when when Ron Washington was announced as the Angels manager, I reached out to Mrs. Maggie Neto, Mama Neto, and said, "How exciting is how excited is Zach to play for Ron Washington?" And she said he was super excited to play for him. I think that he's going to have a very positive influence over Zach Neto this season. When you consider how much he helped improve Marcus Semien at shortstop during their A's days. But Mike, what kind of defensive improvements and what kind of influence do you see Ron Washington having over Zach Neto this year? I think he's just going to be a boring fundamental player. And that's what we <laughs> want, right? I mean, I love I love the flashiness. I love the Jeter hop. I love the diving and throwing to third. I love the, I'm going to go up the middle and get it and throw it to first and throw at 94 miles an hour. You know All those, those moments gonna are going to be, it's going to happen. I was just yeah. going to say that. And, yeah. he, he, and you mentioned it too. I forgot to mention, remember the really smart plays that he would make on guys trying to run from second to third, yep. thinking they could get there. And Neto would catch him by surprise and throw him out at third or yeah. get the tag out, the force out at third or the tag out. And and he really took guys by surprise over there at shortstop. Yeah, and I think that those plays are great. I think that what Ron Washington will bring is a necessary, uh, boring, 
fundamental baseball where you don't have to make those plays to try to get out of the inning because the mm-hmm. Angels are going to be playing good defense all the way around. And so Neto was great last year. And I think that having Ron as his manager and having uh, the team that he has, Ryan Goings, around him as an infield coach, I think that we're going to see a guy who has, already has good hands and already has has good defense. I could see somebody just continuing to develop as a young man and be solid over there. And our pitching staff needs a great defense behind them. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point as well, especially with some of these guys who – really struggled with the defense behind them. I mean, Patrick Sandoval is one that comes to mind. I mean, his his Achilles heel has been the airs behind him when he's been pretty good on the mound in the right. past. Hey, we want to thank you for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. We're just getting started here on Locked on Angels. Coming up, is Renjifo a suitable backup at shortstop? And what are the options that the Angels have beyond the bench, including in the minor leagues? We're going to talk about all of that coming right up. Hey, if you're looking for tickets for anything, concerts, games, whatever it might be, check out GameTime. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see where you're going to sit before you get there so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They have all-in pricing, which shows up before you hit, yes, I want these tickets, so that you know that there's no hidden fees and you're going to get a really great deal, and you can buy tickets real quick. Two taps and you're set, and GameTime is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They have tickets right up until the start of the event and even an hour afterwards, and this is what's so great about them. They can help you find those last-minute seats if you're like, I want to go to a game. Let's go right now, and they're going to find seats for you, which is great. And then they have zone deals, which you pick a section, GameTime picks the seats, and they save you about an average of 18%. So help help game time help you and be a great relationship, right? And then there's the game time guarantee, which means that you'll get the best price all the time. They're going to find tickets for you or you can find tickets. But if they give you tickets, you're, you buy them. And then later on you go, huh, I wonder if there's going to be anybody next to me or I wonder if there's any better seats. And you go back and you search for it and you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less game time. They got your back. They're going to credit you 110% of the difference. So you really get your money back and then you could buy tickets for another event, which is fantastic. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time right now. All game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with this code Vegas 100. There are some terms that do apply. So download the game time app right now. Use this code Vegas 100 for $100 off the big game on Sunday. Now, if you're like me, you like John, you're not going to the game, you want to sit on your couch, then get tickets and use our promo code locked on and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Download game time right now. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, you can head on over to Locked On Sports today, my friends, because they are covering the top stories of the day, 24-7, 365. In fact, it's the world's first national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can find it on YouTube. Just search Locked On Sports today and get insights and expert analysis from all the Locked On hosts from the local level to the national show. So head on over to YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. Johnny, as we do the roster recap and we talk about the infield, we'll say this pretty often. A lot of the names that we'll talk about as backups are going to be names that we talked about as backups 
at other positions. And yes, this is going yes. to be kind of the same story as we talk about a backup for Zach Neto. There's a lot of overlap stop. on this team. Right. Yeah. And so the only really viable option as a backup for Zach Neto in the majors is Louis Renjifo. And mm -hmm. Renjifo is a guy who can play everywhere. We talked about him on, on the show where we did second base. Now, he has a career, uh, uh, 616 innings at shortstop with a 1.7 mm -hmm. career UZR at short. His best year, Johnny, was in 2021. That's he a negative. A, that's a negative. Oh, I said negative. Uh, 1.7. Negative 1.7. Yeah, yeah. Not a positive. Not a positive. <laughs> but he did have a positive in 2021. It was 2.4. So yeah, I was shocked to see that. <laughs> that's a, that's a big jump. So whatever he was doing, then he needs to do it again, right? His right. career fielding percentage at short is 9.47. Now let's talk about last year. 203 yeah. innings had a negative 3.7 UZR, negative six defensive runs saved, a negative OAA and a negative. RAA, which are ways that you can evaluate fielding, right? And so, yeah, so it's it's a negative five outs above average, negative three runs above average, or fielding yeah. runs prevented. Worst career performance at shortstop, <laughs> Mike. Yeah, a nine twenty fielding percentage. Um, with with Renhifo, like the versatility is great, but with Renhifo, it's like a what's the phrase? Like jack of all trades, master of none, right? Yep. Like he can he can play there, yeah, and he can be a suitable backup but yeah this kind of makes me nervous so I, I need to ask you this question if the angels are going to let Renhifo be the utility guy for second and short and third base is it possible that ryan goins and ron washington are going to help him handle those duties do we see him trying things out in spring training and, and getting some reps in over there before the season starts i would i would have him play all of those places not where he normally plays i would have him play yeah. all the places where I need him to be a great backup and yeah. I would have him playing pretty often. And I would also create scenarios in, in spring training where he's coming in, in situations where he would probably come in, in the regular season, mm, right? Where, seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Where they're doing some defensive shifts or they're, they're bringing him in and giving Rendon an opportunity to get, get off of his feet. Right. I would do some of that stuff as well. You have to guess that he is going to get some good instruction from Washington and from goings, but, the truth is, like that instruction is going to be great, but Renhifo has to apply it. And when you when you talk about like good at a lot, but master of a little, like <laughs> the danger there is if you're not focused on one position and you're thinking about multiple positions, that it's it's hard to become really great in one specific thing. And and I think that that's been the danger with Renhifo, and probably why his offense has been questioned by angel fans as well. Even though at the end of the year, he's done really well at the beginning of the year when they're competitive, his numbers aren't that great. Now we've argued that it's because of at bats and because of opportunity, but there is some credence to the fact that if he's trying to figure out third base, shortstop, second base outfield, and Oh, by the way, can you go and hit <laughs> yeah. right? like, and, it's and just, be a just switch hitter, by the way, yeah. Hit, yeah. hit from the right side, hit from exactly. the left side. Yeah, exactly. Like, so he's got a lot going on in his head. And so I think that that plays into it. So I think the one thing that, that Ron Washington and Ryan Goings can do is maybe, is maybe just get him focused on no matter where you are, here's what you need to do. No matter what, what position you're playing, here's the triangle. Here's where your base is. Here's where your feet need to be. That type of stuff is what I think will improve him. I want to see one of those videos that we've seen of Ron Washington working with the Braves infielders. Yeah. But it's Renhifo. Yes. Like, that's what I want to see. And I, and I, I want to see oh, Renhifo go, 
Oh, yes. like he did with one of the Braves infielders, right? <laughs> Can I just say, like, the fact is, is like Renhifo, I think, really loves to be part of this team. And we see that with the interviews. Like, he's always taking interviews, always trying his best to, like, talk to the fans and, like, using using English and stuff. Yep. Like, that's just really impressive. And he's the fact that he endearing. tries so yep. Yes, I think that's what it is, endearing. And, and he's really grown on me the last few seasons because I think he's – risen to the occasion when the yeah. angels have needed him to. So that's yeah. a, an interesting point on Bren Hifo. Hey, during our second base discussion, we brought up the, the importance of Michael Stefanik coming off the bench. And yeah. here's what our thoughts were on that. The angels can use Zach Neto at short. They can use Bren Hifo to back him up. Stefanik, I think there's a bigger need, especially at third base. Uh, and he can also play second base. If something were to happen to Neto, and Renhifo, and they needed to bring somebody up, then I think Kyron Paris is the guy that you bring up yeah. from the minors. So all of that to say, Stefanik is the guy who starts the season off the bench, but if you need that true shortstop backup, let's bring up Kyron Paris. In fact, if that's the case, let's take a look at Kyron Paris and his career at shortstop. Mike, in the minor leagues, he's had 1,476 and two-thirds innings at shortstop. He's got a 936 fielding percentage across those innings, but as a young player, as a young rookie, he really struggled at shortstop early on, so that kind of tanked his yeah. fielding percentage, and it kind of weighs those those early years kind of weigh it down. So perhaps a more accurate look is his time in AA with the Trash Pandas in 2023. He had 693 innings over there. He had a 956 fielding percentage, 14 airs in AA. Uh, when he came up to play with the Angels last season, he did get into nine games, 76 innings at shortstop, and he made every play he was supposed to, a 1,000 fielding percentage. Now, obviously, that's only nine games and 76 innings, but hey, you, you did it. You, yeah. you didn't make any mistakes. Uh, that was good for two defensive runs saved, two outs above average, wow. one fielding run above average, and he had a positive 1.2 ultimate zone rating Mike we, we've got Neto obviously who's going to start and then maybe the option behind him would be Renhifo mm -hmm. and then possibly Paris being a suitable defensive replacement right like that that I think would be a great way to look at this roster right now mm -hmm. absolutely and and let him work in the minors to start up the season get him prepared for the possibility of coming up to the majors because I think at this point his his path is clear hey we need you to get good at shortstop so when the time comes, we need you to be called upon. You're going to be ready for it. It's almost the Super Bowl, and a lot of people are saying that the Super Bowl is a pick'em game. Um, I saw Jeff Saturday on ESPN say he's leaning in the direction of the San Francisco 49ers over the Chiefs, and the reason for that is because the Niners have just a punch-you-in-the-mouth running game, and he said if they don't get away from that, they're going to be a team that finds themselves victorious on Sunday. So keep that in mind because FanDuel wants you to keep that in mind because FanDuel has options for you to bet on the game. And if you want to bet on the game and bet on the winner, you might want to bet on the 49ers. Now, that's not a guarantee, but with FanDuel, you can bet also on how many people 
are going to score, what the score might be, and who gets a touchdown, and all of that good stuff. So check out FanDuel right now. A lot of bets, a lot of fun. New customers right now, if you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 or more wins. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And you can make every moment more and the Super Bowl more and your Super Bowl party a whole lot more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Mike, as we continue our conversation on shortstop, let's imagine for one moment, I think you did it the other day, the, the Wayne's World. <laughs> let's close our eyes and imagine for a moment that there is a scenario in a game where Neto and Renjifo end up being unavailable for shortstop. Because if there's one thing we know about the Angels, it's that they're the ones who are going to end up in a situation like this. If anybody can pull it off, it's the Angels where they're going, uh, who's going to play shortstop, guys? Right, and so, right. And, and case in point, Taylor Ward at first base yeah. last year. Yeah. So I, I brought up some stats here for the guys who are on the team, but then I want to look beyond the team and into the minors if there's a situation where they need to call somebody up beyond Kyron Paris. So let's yeah. start with Brandon Drury. Most recently, Drury did pick up a few innings at shortstop with the Reds in 2022. It was only four innings, but that's the kind of situation we're talking about here where it's like, oh, shoot, we need somebody to finish this game. Drury, can you give us four or five innings, three innings, whatever it might be, to just help us get through this. Uh, yeah. Coming into 2023, Drury did say he wanted to compete for shortstop during hmm. spring training. Obviously, that didn't happen, but just the fact that he was willing to do that, yeah. I think is uh, is interesting. Maybe he gets some reps there just to you know get some work in, just in case, uh, down in Tempe. That would be nice to see. Kind of like what we mentioned uh, with Renjifo getting some reps all over the field during spring training. Why don't you talk about Michael Stefanik? Yeah, Brandon Drury feels too big for shortstop. That's just my eye test. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, I get like, that. Feels yeah. like putting Frank but Thomas it, out there, right? In, in a pinch, like <laughs> yes. in a pinch, yes. To your point, in a pinch. And I think with Stefanik, in a pinch, that would be a, a, a quick like, hey, help us out because he's an infielder. Yeah. Hadn't played it short since 2021, but he does have over 550 innings there and a 972 fielding percentage. And again, in a pinch, he might be able to handle a few innings there since he's played third base and played second base. If you play third base, you probably can play short, right? Like if you if you played third yeah. base and had the hot corner, shortstop is a little bit more ground to cover, but I think Stefanik could handle it. But Johnny, what are the other options that the Angels have in the minor leagues? Well, they got Richie Martin, uh, or might be Ricky Martin, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but the fact is, is that Martin was signed to a minor league deal with the Angels back in January. He played shortstop for the Orioles on occasion from 2019, 2021, in 2022. In fact, in 2019, he logged 785 innings over there. Now, he did have a negative 4.2 ultimate zone rating and a 971 fielding percentage. In 2021, he only got to 262 and two-thirds innings. He did have a better ultimate zone rating. It was a negative 1.4 and a 955 fielding percentage. Then in 2022, only 17 innings with the oh. Orioles and he had a positive 0.1 ultimate zone rating and a 900 fielding percentage. So I just uh, uh, another guy who is like the fifth guy on the list when it comes to the angels and needing somebody to play shortstop. 
one of those situations that we've often said, you hope you don't see this guy right. in 2024. But if you right. need him, if there's injuries, if there's something going wrong, then he's a guy who's been there before that you can call upon to help you out at short. Yeah, John, there's really two intriguing options in the minor leagues, and that's Errol Vera and Denzer Guzman. Now, both of these guys should not be in a hurry <laughs> to, to get yes. to the major leagues, right? The Angels can't rush these guys because they need to marinate a bit. And this would be a worst-case scenario if we saw Errol Vera or Denzar Guzman in the major leagues because something went incredibly wrong, and that's why right. they're there. Now, Vera joined the Trash Pandas and got into 14 games last September. And maybe, maybe when the rosters expand, Johnny, Vera could get a look at short because and he is somebody that perhaps could be a future shortstop or a future maybe second baseman for the Angels, right? Yeah, he had a really good uh, showing in double-A last season. I know it was only 14 games, but it's, I mean, look at the rate the Angels are bringing guys up, not saying that they need to bring him up, but I think that they would give him a look at the end of the season. Sure, sure. And then there's Denzer Guzman, who probably won't be called on because he's yeah. only in single leg. And so he's in the IE where I live. And so I get to go and see him. But he he's really struggled beyond rookie ball level. And again, when we talk about the Angels, we have a lot of potentials and a lot of really good names, but guys that just need time. And this is one of the reasons why you don't find these guys like on the top prospect list mm -hmm. for MLB because these guys haven't marinated for a while. They haven't had time to develop in the minor leagues. And the Angels have just rushed a lot of people through. So I hope we don't see those guys at all because I would love to see them develop. I'd love to see them grow their game. I'd love to see them become the player that they could play. But these would be options if, if something happens and the Angels need to bring up somebody to at least handle shortstop, similar to what they did with Levon Soto, right? Mm -hmm. With Levon Soto, they brought him up, they needed somebody to play, and he played really, really well. And he would have been a name that would have been a part of this conversation, but the Angels knocked him off the 40-man roster, and as of this recording, we're not sure where he is going to land or if he'll clear waivers. Hopefully, he clears waivers, and the Angels then can have him sign a minor league deal or be on one of their minor league teams. But those are the options. It seems kind of thin, which is nerve-wracking, right? Because there isn't... I mean, it's Zach Neto and everybody else. And yeah, Neto was really one is. of these guys we'd be talking about last year, saying, oh, he's down there. Maybe we don't want to bring him up just yet. Now, Johnny... He's the starting shortstop. Yeah. He's the guy we're relying upon. And thank goodness, to your point at the beginning of the show, that he has proven himself, that he can be somebody that can handle this and grow into this position. Absolutely. And I also think, Mike, that I would not be surprised if the Angels add another minor league guy um, on, a, on a minor league deal or they pick somebody up off the waiver wire. I know that you and I have talked about so many depth moves this offseason and depth it's not that exciting. No. But if there's one area that the Angels need some depth, it's a guy who can actually play shortstop. Not an up-the-middle guy who can who can maybe kind of do it. I think they need a true shortstop. Yeah. I, and I think uh, our friend William in the comments on YouTube would be happy with this. Uh, maybe they go Tim Anderson. Maybe mm. they sign him to a deal and, and utilize him between second and shortstop because... Interesting. I, I know at the beginning of the offseason, you and I were like, nah, we don't yeah. need him. But like, yeah. here we are at the beginning of 2024. And right. maybe there's a spot for Tim Anderson, especially with the with the need that the Angels have at shortstop beyond Zach Neto. Yeah, if he came and played short, hopefully he would just 
knock it out of the park, right? Uh, so hey. let's, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> thanks for making Locked On, Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every day is Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Angels and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You know, sometimes, Mike, there are conversations that we have, you know, on Twitter or on Instagram that we don't always get to have on the show, especially if it's like breaking news. So please get get at us on social media, because if you want the latest and greatest thoughts, that's where we're tweeting. That's yep. where we're sharing those. Yep. Uh, so make sure you catch us over there on social media. Mike, what do we have on deck for Friday's show? We're continuing the roster recap, and we're going to talk about third base because we have to. And uh, <laughs> you know who that means we're talking about, Anthony Rendon. So what's 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 he got in store for us this year? <laughs> what, and what, 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 <laughs> what does he have? And Johnny, this is a question I don't want you to answer right now. I want you to answer tomorrow. If he plays like we know he can play, we'll all be forgiven. Let's chat about that tomorrow <laughs> on Locked on Angels. We'll all be forgiven. <laughs> don't answer it. Don't answer it tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. I got plenty of time to think about this one. All right, friends. Thank you for being here. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, uh, before the weekend. So we're excited. We hope you'll join us for that. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you back here on Friday. Friday.